it has been a season. I've hugged my son. I hugged my son, but I wanted to hug your son. Oh, goodness. I've cried about our future. I had complicated feelings and arguments about marching in a pandemic. And I literally tried to meditate away reality. I read some books. I got my senator on speed dial. But still, there is so much more work to do. That's why we're back. And this is Your Neighbor's Hood. The The Season season of of Solutions. Solutions. With Hannah and Jackie. Yeah. (laughs) Not only are we coming to you from inside a closet, also from inside of a boot. The boot. Don't believe me? I'll post a picture on our social. The boot. This is because my fan on my computer is so loud and disrespectful that we have to figure out new ways to do the podcast. So we're literally walking our audio forward to solutions. (laughs) (laughs) Reaching. Reaching. Hey, I love the segue because this has been the season of solutions, Hannah. And it's time to put a bow on the season. So this is kind of the so what now what episode of the whole thing. The whole thing. And I'm thinking, man, I am sort of overwhelmed with thoughts about like, what the heck did we talk about? What the heck have we done? Where do we go? Where do we go from here? Where do we go Mm -hmm. from here? Because we've talked about a lot of a lot of stuff. And and on top of that, there's just been a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if we think back where we were when we were sitting together at Culture Vegan, deciding what the season was going to look like, the world in some ways was different and in some ways exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny, though, because I, you know, my husband is my sounding board for working through these ideas even before I get to you or after we have a conversation I can break them down and um, work it out verbally and he said last night he said you know I'm just kind of tired talking I just want to do something I just want to see one issue and work for this one issue I don't want to talk so broadly anymore and I think that that sentiment was where I was when we were starting to think about what this season would be was just like okay enough of generalities enough of dealing with do people black lives blue lives like all these boilerplate stuff i want to get into like what does it really look like in our neighborhood and what can we actually do to change things in our neighborhood right here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think we kicked that off well i feel like we kicked that off very well with health and Mm -hmm. some of the things that uh, mr dr mcbib brought to us were are things that I am still using anecdotally in solution conversations with people that can make a difference. Like Mm -hmm. still having not just conversation, but in the working groups, in the spaces where it's like, all right, we're planning for the next five years for this particular neighborhood. What's missing? Like when we see the movement, I'm sure it'll feel good. Like when we see the sidewalks widened (laughs) Mm -hmm. and we see this multimodal plan sort of executed front with this working knowledge, I think it'll feel great. But I'm, I'm with your husband in a bit. It's like, I I need a win. What's going to be the win with all of this? Yeah. 
Let's get down to brass tacks. Well, I'll give you another win. Yeah. Megbig Gameda, who you mentioned, who's the director of diversity and inclusion for Eastern Virginia Medical School, has been in the news recently because there was a program, and we even talked about it way back then, but it wasn't happening due to COVID restrictions, but it's back up and running, where high school students from the region are brought into EVMS and given a um, experience of lots of different health careers. Mm-hmm. When you think about healthcare, the first person that comes to mind for many people is the doctor, but there are so many different people in that system, and there are so many different career options that exist in healthcare. And we really unpacked why that representation is important. Um, so that program is back up and running, and we'll sp- attach a link to it, to the news um, write-ups of it, because yeah. that's, to me, an exciting win for that to be happening again. Yeah, definitely. Well, the triple the triple pandemic didn't didn't help with the feeling of wanting to see these. <laughs> but doing that's someone said it. We're in it. We were in a triple pandemic. It was the health pandemic, the racial pandemic, and the economic pandemic. Like all of this was happening <laughs> at, mm-hmm. at once, and we're trying to figure out solutions that work now. When we weren't, yeah. we, you know, when people weren't even touching faces and places. It was like a plug the hole in the boat moment. Yeah. Not a think, think of what's the best boat. <laughs> uh, yes, in crisis. In crisis mm-hmm. because there was no way to start programs. There's no way to do certain. People weren't even, health-wise, we, we talked about walking and stuff. And that's just not something that people were really doing at that point. Or we're right. coming up out of. But, you know... All so many times greatness has come out of huge amounts of strife. Yeah. And that's not to beckon strife, but to say that we were in this really difficult moment, which might the the silver lining might be that it has paved the way for change because it forced people to think again about employment. It forced people to think about housing. It forced I mean in a fresh, immediate way. And maybe some of that energy will die down i'm sure i'm sure it will yeah um but also maybe people are thinking of things a little bit differently because of because of that pressure cooker time period yeah i'm curious to know what do you feel like it made you the most uncomfortable this season or maybe most frustrated or most like because i think about i'm thinking about how i'm sitting with you know, some of the things that we've tried to try to address and then some of the conversations that are happening in the real world. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Sometimes mm. like, oh, my God, where are people here? Where are where are they? Most uncomfortable for me was the general refrain of privilege that I felt each month. Because in pointing out areas where there was a need for a solution, I continually saw ways that my life has not had to deal with those problems. And that is not to say that I've had, you know, any perfect life or whatever without problems, but just in in some ways the season was daunting for the the impact of how you really we broke down the systemic nature of racism 
Because no matter where you look, no matter what big umbrella topic we chose, there was there was racism there. And it felt to me like, how can you escape that? Mm-hmm. But, on you know, how how can you how can you get out of that? It's super connected. Like white supremacy is like super connected. And it was like, man, this begets this begets this begets this. It becomes very incestuous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that you go, like everything. It's all, you, you know, you hear conspiracy theorists. It's like, it's all connected. It's all connected. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. But it is. I think two other points that really have stuck with me. One um, were the bonus episode on education and what makes a good education. And we had one mother who was so thoughtful about her, what she was going to do with her kids. And that I, I formed a relationship with her and really followed her along her journey, which has been never ending. And she's given me some books to read, one of which is Raising White kids Mm -hmm. and the other is learning in public um and she also uses for a resource integrated schools which is a podcast Mm -hmm. and so those have been really great resources for me to really um sink my teeth into that area Mm -hmm. and then the other thing is um environment was a hot topic issue for me to begin with but it was interesting to me to hear from you that that it was just not like it's not that big of a deal on your radar. And so for me to recognize the the privilege in caring about that. Yeah, I just think. So today, like while I was walking and talking, because every Tuesdays and Thursdays we're doing walking and talking for the campaign stuff. And what I'm finding, at least in having the conversations and just like trying to do stuff is like. Oftentimes, communities that are not economically advanced or extremely minoritized, they're just trying to fill basic needs. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the, the scope of the other stuff, like, I can't worry about this neighborhood getting hotter because there's no trees, because I'm just trying to not trip over a sidewalk or not have another kid get hit by a car. Like, I'm just talking infrastructure stuff-wise or whatever that is. It's like... Or not run my car through flooding streets. Right. And so, like, the connection between the environment and racial justice was not a... I didn't have it as a high priority when it absolutely is. The other day, I had a call that was talking about developers developing and how there's a developer that wants to build this complex in a place that's full of trees near a minoritized community and they're going to knock down all of these trees and so to do what they're going to do and we can't have them place them back one to one but what we can do is possibly make them plant trees in other places but is that uh I can't think of what the word is but it's like the give and take with the money side of this has me just like not defeated, but like grossed out. I'm, I get pissed because mm-hmm. it, it it is all boiling down. It all of the things that we've talked about all boils down to where money goes mm-hmm. and where it does not go, where it flows mm-hmm. and where it doesn't flow. And so probably the most frustrating thing for me this season is taking this information 
out in the world to people and them saying sometimes like, do we actually have a problem? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, we actually have a problem. <laughs> right. Just because you don't know about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that to me points to this fact of us all needing each other. This illusion that we are not connected is not serving us. Yeah. On the whole. On the whole. And I'm telling, let me say this too. So I ended up talking to somebody, excuse me, somebody's multiple people who I thought were economically advanced, right? They live on one side of town and thought that they were like, had it all good because they live in the schmancy part of town, but they had listened to the podcast and was like, I, yes, I live on this side of town. That's great. uh, But I'm in nonprofit or I'm a musician or I'm in, you know, media or whatever. So they don't make a lot of money, but they live in these older apart. They have slumlords like Hmm. in the smancy part of time. If we were talking fancy smancy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to your point, I was like, what? And they were telling me some of the issues they were having, which again, reminds me that much of what we're talking about here is economics. I'm like, you have people who are in minoritized communities that will say that that are saying the same things that you're saying. They can't get their mm-hmm. AC fixed. The lock is jacked up on the door. Um, mm-hmm. The the uh, the owner does just enough, just enough to get by. Packages are always being stolen because of X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, but you live in the smancy part of town. And I, you're to your point. If we can get past the fact that these are universal, like slumlords don't don't necessarily care what you look like. They care what their money looks like. As we talk about, you know, equity and housing and things like that and affordable housing because it's the only affordable place on the smancy side of town, right? So because it's the only affordable place, the property manager and owner can just, we're the only place you got in town. So where are you gonna go? Are you gonna go over there with them? You know, like the con- the, the connectedness of our our issues like this season has really brought that to at least brought it to the forefront for me. Yeah, me too. And my hope is that it's a buffet of entry points for people (laughs) as they listen through that not everything is going to hit with everybody. There were some topics that made me just feel like I was in the 101 class. (laughs) Let's just put it like that. I needed to learn about it, but it didn't necessarily stir me to say, this is my topic that I'm going to go to battle for. But it's helpful because I need to know everything that's on the buffet before I pick what goes on my plate, you know? And the the other thing is, I just listened to the Ezra Klein show he had on Nicole Hannah-Jones and Ta-Nehisi Coates. And for me, that was such a helpful episode in moving past a feeling of existential overwhelm, which I think sometimes the trap for us in this past season was we edited it out mostly, but we'd get to a point and we'd just be like, just sinking into a downward spiral of, of awfulness of the realization of it. And that's a part of the journey, but, um, but so is realizing the age of this problem. Yeah. So is, so is realizing that we are no one person can fix it all, that we all need to be imperfectly moving forward towards solutions. Yeah. And that just gave me a lot of 
grace for myself, I think, which is not necessarily a cute thing that, that I think I imagine people don't want to hear a white woman say like, oh, I'm giving myself grace for myself. But I mean, I think it's necessary. I think we have to all, we have to all fill our cups, find balance, find ways to make sure that your heart is good to be able to do the most effective work. Yeah. Yeah. And find your people. Mm-hmm. Find your people. Because we did in our conversations in between. I feel like the conversations in between determining what solutions, determining what we do next, realize there's gaping holes in who's showing up to the conversations about what's happening and then who mm-hmm. is a direct influencer of the things that are happening. So when mm-hmm. I'm like talking developers, 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 many of those developers are white dudes. And when I'm talking about affordable housing, many of the people at the table are just women. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> there's 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 some space to sort of uh, we got not we I'm not saying we as in me and you. Uh, but there is some work to do on who is tuning in to solutions on mm-hmm. who's actually looking to do right by the masses because I like I said I feel like that 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 core group of people and I'm saying specifically white men have a lot of power in what happens in our communities in mm-hmm. I don't by ours I'm saying yours and mine alike like yep. have a lot of power in what happens in our communities, but when it when it comes down to let's start talking solutions and, and ways forward, they are not the table is very rectangular and not circular, if that makes sense. Is yeah. that we're not trying to pull this together. You're trying to just see your side and how your side can still benefit from our side rather than trying to make this work for the people that need us. And so I'm like, where's the damn circle table? with the power and influence, which is held in our town too, mostly by white men to make these solutions a thing. Mm -hmm. I've been in a room once with a white man who was addressing this exact topic and he was brave enough to say, it basically is going to take me stepping out of my job. Like I will have, I have to remove myself in order for this to begin to be a circular Mm. table and he is I was surprised to hear him say that because he has used his platform what I would call admirably and maybe I'm missing something I I am obviously looking just through my lens but he has been a person who has been a supporter of change and who has really addressed his whiteness Mm -hmm. but white men has been not an overarching umbrella topic that we've directly discuss this season but it has been like the elephant in the room every but think about it in between our conversations it's been like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I spend a lot of time thinking about that group of people not because you're married to uh... <laughs> <laughs> a white man um, I mean I immigrant man. I I've been yes um minority in other ways but still fits the category but i have been thinking a lot about how to engage with that group of people better and how to make sure that i'm keeping my perspective 
fresh and that I'm still listening. Mm-hmm. And I think all that's really important as much as I sometimes don't want to say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to get uncomfortable. This season of Solutions has filled a lot of knowledge gaps, but also revealed many others for for me. I feel like it's revealed yeah, where I just am like, I am out of my element on this. So help mm-hmm. me, help me, help me. Mm-hmm. Um, but also figured out that we're not fully armored up to do this, you know, and we've got to, uh, there's space there's space to invite other people in. But I, can I be honest? Yes, please. I was just like, what do you need on the invitation? What, what do you need on the invitation to come in? Like, okay. All right. All right. Here we go. We're going. What, what right? do you need on the invitation? So, so we've said this before. I, we're gonna. <laughs> we've said this before. Right now, white dudes are the villain. They're the villain in these spaces. And do you think it's true that there's less grace for them in those rooms? There's going to be a, a ready eye roll from myself included when they haven't done work or you know mess something up or you know. Um, I think part of it is that, and I, I, I say this with a huge boo-hoo in one hand, but also I think that there's, it's not incredibly welcoming. Yes. It's, it, I don't it even want to say it out loud, but I mean, if we're really trying to get to... The crux. The crux of it. Yes. It's not welcoming. And it's not welcoming for good reason. If I'm staying on the same, because housing is like a hot topic, if I'm staying on that same, and and small businesses and things like that, you know, I think about us in hoods goods and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, mm-hmm. it, in the same vein, yes, they will be met with eye rolls and they will be met with like, like you said, the boo-hoos. Because we do still have a society that's not just white people that are still have their white supremacist eyeglasses on. And so when I look at a planning commission meeting and I see two veteran black guys come in with the business that they're starting together and they have to give a full on resume, how they add value to the community. If they've ever had this business before, um, what they plan to do down to people who are going to approve this, asking them what type of music they're going to play at their venue and for them to say, well, we're not going to play any hip hop music. Ooh. And then turn around and you get this guy that shows up in his shorts and his sandals and he's a white guy and he's starting this business that is one of those things where we're like, do we need another pawn shop? Uh-huh. Do we need another pawn shop? But he's going to do it and we don't ask him the questions. We don't ask him where he went to school. We don't ask him, is it going to add value? We don't ask him all these things. He doesn't go through the ringer. He doesn't have to give blood. And also, like, do you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know. I know what you're saying. So it makes it hard to be empathetic when there's so many. And that's not the case for all white dudes. 
But when we get so many shining examples of where they get the benefit of the doubt and get leeway and get grace and then can just freely show up as themselves, as a woman, it's frustrating. As a black person, it's frustrating. Like, it, it's like, yes, my, my um, patience jar, as that thing I used to have for my little citizen, it had the strips of paper out of my patience jar have been taken to where I'm walking in in a place of lack. And so I think in order to get them there, to your point, that we have to, it's gotta be the right people in the room. It's gotta, yeah, anyway. Yeah. We're, we're asking for that group of people to be, I, I wanna make sure that I don't come across sounding like the, like everybody else has to like bend over yeah, to the will of, cause we've already done that. We, yeah. that's how we live. Just that if we really, if we recognize that what we're doing isn't working, if we really want to engage, and it's not to say, obviously not all, right? But if we really want to engage, then I, I don't have an answer for it, but I've really been sitting with that. Yeah. But to keep it all the way funky too, Hannah, it's the same way I feel like when I hear people that look like me and don't look like me talking about I'm saying economically advancing, but I'm gonna say it for the layman's terms. When you talk about poor black people, there's this whole idea of who they are, what they are, their life experiences, why they're in the situation that they are. And so when we come to the table trying to give the resources to make it better, there's already an assumption that they're just leeches anyway. So like da 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 da. So I understand people <laughs> walking into the room with these preconceived notions about who they are, what they are, and their added value or not added value to society. So like, yeah, yeah like I'm with you on that, that there does have to be a level of like, come on, we got to walk in with our, with an open heart and a willing mind. Is that right? Am I saying that right? I think so. I want to just amend it. I think some people, I don't think everybody has to do that work. Yeah. I consider that, like if if we're all in the if the problem is in the epicenter, everybody needs to move toward the thing that they are capable of doing. And some people are capable of being on that yeah. front line okay. with that particular subset. And other people should not be doing that because it's traumatizing and annoying and their their energy could better be poured elsewhere. Head nods all the way around to your point. That may be our calling, but that's not everybody's. Yeah, I thought about this because there was National Night Out and National Night Out has an affiliation with the police. Mm -hmm. And so I was really not I was thinking, I do not want to go to that. I do not have any interest <laughs> in doing some like, you know, being some photo op for them to say, look at us in our community on, you know, subtext white. Mm -hmm. But I also thought that's the space that feels uncomfortable for me. And I say, I want to do this and I have access to that space. So my presence there can be important and can be meaningful and can, can make a difference. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's very there. What I'm speaking to is the liberal kind of like, save your save yourself by saying that you were on the right side of history sort of thing but mm -hmm. not not being willing to listen not being willing to step into those uncomfortable spaces not only cross-racially but like 
with white people who you feel like are in some different category than yourself. Yeah. I guess I should just say I feel like. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just speak to it. I'm just talking about my work here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thanks for the therapy session. <laughs> and I can echo the same thing because I find myself like last night in spaces with particularly, let me just say particularly my, my black elders who frown upon all of us about who we are, what we are, how we operate in society and our parenting and all the different things is that sometimes I want to leave that brand of people out of what, out of what we're trying to do. And I think that there's merit in that, but also there, we also have to have space for that because it's exhausting to hear somebody defecate on you and what you're trying to do all the time and why it's a bad idea, not even a bad idea, why we are in the place that we are and it's all because of us and all because of, and no context to what what built this stuff. Mm-hmm. So when ready, when ready, I just, I'm gonna be honest, like I'm, I'm getting fatigued with it and I just wanna build with people that wanna build and the responsibility, I, I received that. I received that responsibility of still, of being a bridge. And on that note, I want to just say that there's one sort of homework assignment for our listeners, yep. which is you should go to JackieForNorfolk.com. Oh, I know you should check out my co-host's platform. <laughs> and I'm not saying you agree with it. Maybe you don't. But If you dig what she's putting down, and I'm guessing you might if you're still listening at this point, (laughs) then there are lots of ways to get involved to support her campaign. She is the person who's working to make that table round and inclusive and has the patience for me (laughs) and is the candidate for City Council Super Ward 7. So shameless plug. I'm just shamelessly plugging. Shameless. Shameless. I didn't know you were going to do it. Yeah, it's work. I, and I want to put my uh, all of my platform out there. I keep telling myself, just do it, just do it. But, you know. But like we're all interconnected, that is interconnected with this because yes. that is that is you trying to make the changes that we've been talking about. And that is part of what will be happening in our time where we're not putting out podcasts. Yes. So I think it's important for people to know that if they want more <laughs> in that time off, they can get it. <laughs> That's a fact, Jack. That's a fact. The other homework I would say is if you've missed an episode, go back and listen. Yes, please. If you haven't liked this podcast, just go do it. If you Mm -hmm. have not rated us on iTunes or on Facebook, like what you waiting for? Go ahead and rate us. A plus plus. We be doing us. There are podcasts out there that I listen to all the time and I have not liked or rated or subscribed and they're doing fine. They're, you know, they're doing fine without me. We are still at the level where that <laughs> that like and rate and subscribe and tell like just tag your friend in something on social. Mm-hmm. It's really, really helpful to us for visibility and for getting in more ears. So if you've listened to this point and there's something that you're learning or you're in it for the uncomfortable sweaty parts, please <laughs> share it with a friend who needs to also be here for the sweaty parts. Mm-hmm. And let us know what did you get out of this season of solutions? And what do you want to see in the next season? Because mm-hmm. we're going to be on your phone, in your ear holes, driving with you where you go. Doing laundry. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Tell them what they gotta do in the meantime. Because I'm gonna try and do it. 
Stay open. Stay curious. And make it a great day. Closer to history. Okay? Closer. Peace. See you next season.